Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. There's some stuff to get through today. Um, so it's going to be quite a short episode though because uh, apart from well, the Monday episode, uh, the, sorry, the Tuesday episodes are going to be the longer ones and then the Thursday episodes are going to be a bit longer as well. These Wednesday ones because there's not always a lot of news that comes out on a Wednesday. Uh, I'll go over all the stuff, um, the most important stuff that I think you guys need to know that happened in the world of entertainment and pop culture. So before I get started, if you could like and subscribe, if you're on YouTube, that'd be wonderful. If you could also, if you'd rather listen to this as a podcast, you can. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts at Small Screen Stories. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then a five-star rating would be very much welcome. Uh, you can also follow me at EJ Lauder on Twitter and you can follow Small Screen everywhere uh, at Small Screen Co. That's on uh, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter as well. So let's just get straight into the news. And the big news of the day is that it looks very much like No Time to Die's release date is going to be pushed back yet again. So uh, thanks. first off, thanks very much to Daniel Peter that wrote this up for us over on Small Screen. So it looks like in the UK, especially, cinemas are going to be closed uh, until March or April time, probably even later than that. And um, No Time to Die was supposed to come out in that in that uh, time frame. So let me just get up the exact release date because uh, it varies from country to country. So it was coming out on April 2nd. And it looks like it's been delayed all the way to November 2021. Uh, so... I've heard a lot of people saying online that um, this could coincide with the 60th anniversary of James Bond, which would be quite an interesting time to release the movie. But of course, the reason why they're pushing it back, so this hasn't actually officially been confirmed yet. This was uh, confirmed by Daniel, this was written up by Daniel Peter, who has his uh, his own sources, but it looks very much like this is going to happen. So I wanted to give you this uh, you guys this news before anybody else, but it looks like a lot of other people have gone, uh, have run with it. So... Yes, it's due, it's due to the coronavirus pandemic. Of course, uh, this film, No Time to Die, was originally supposed to be released in 2020. It then was pushed back to 2021. Sony decided, to, I think it was Sony. Is it Sony, the, the, the guys that... Uh, let me have a look. I just want to make sure that I get all my information correct. So, no, it's Universal Pictures. So, yeah, so it's MGM, but Universal Pictures are distributing are distributing the film so internationally. So they decided to push it back, which probably was the right decision to make um, because it wasn't going to come out in 2020. The only film that basically came out, any big blockbuster that came out during the pandemic was Tenant, and Tenant did not do very well. And this James Bond movie uh, is a lot's riding on it, especially for MGM, but Universal Pictures as well. This is one of their biggest releases. So, and it's also the final Daniel Craig movie, so like James Bond movie. So it really does, it, 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 there's a lot that, um, that rides on this film. There's a it's, a, it's an important film. So, with this in mind, moving it to November 2021 really does make sense. At least it does make sense to me. Um, there's no official date yet, but as far as our sources are concerned, it is going to be November 2021, and uh, that means that it's, I can't do the maths now. But it's been delayed basically over a year now. I think, uh, which is unheard of um, in. Um, for movies, uh, there were rumors Apple t- Apple wanted to buy the rights to James Bond, so that mean- meant that it would have been come it would have come to Apple uh, TV Plus, which would have been interesting. That there was a bit of a bidding war around it, but it looks like MGM is not going to be relinquishing the James Bond franchise anytime soon. 
because it's like a it's basically a one billion dollar franchise for them and uh this of course is going to be starring daniel craig which will be his final final bond movie but let me know what you guys think about that in the in the comments below the film's being directed by carrie jo um carrie fukunaga who's a brilliant director he uh, made uh, the um so he directed Maniac on Netflix. He also directed True Detective. I believe he only did season one, but I'm not so sure about that. But he is someone that is... I'm very excited to see him make a Bond movie. This movie was basically finished months ago, possibly even a year ago now. Uh, Carrie Fukunaga said that they're not going to be doing anything else to the movie. The movie's done. So basically, they're just looking for that right time to release it. But let me know what you guys think about all that in the comments below. Right, moving on from that and moving on to a Storm Solo movie. So it's being reported... Uh, the a storm solo movie is in in development. So this is coming. This comes from Giant Freaking Robot, and uh, they, you know, they're a bit hit. That you know, the the things they they their exclusives. I mean, they're a bit hit and miss. But uh, this does kind of make sense because we know that um, Kevin Feige. Well, we know first off that Marvel now has the rights to the X Men uh, movie, the movie rights back. So that means they can do this sort of thing. They can make X Men films. I'm going to be talking a little bit later. Actually, I'll talk about it now that Kevin Feige has revealed that there have been long and ongoing discussions about the X-Men films. So what they want to do with it. He revealed that in an interview. Who was he's been doing Kevin Feige's been doing so many interviews recently. Who did who was that with? That was with Screen Rant. So I'll get that interview that up here. I'm kind of com combining oh, sorry about that. I'm combining a bunch of different things. So here you go. Uh, so yeah, um, you know how much I love the X-Men. I already said that, where, um, I already said that's where I started. I can tell you, I can't tell you anything before we actually announce it, but rest assured the discussions have been long and ongoing internally. So, you know, there's, an uh, apologies for, for that little, that little blip. Um, but yeah, so basically it means that they're obviously thinking of ways they can start making these movies because they now have the rights back. So uh, one of the ways they can do it is by making a lot of solo films. Uh, and Storm is an interesting character. Uh, it does I mean, would Alexandra Shipp be coming back to play the role? I, I really hope she does. I think she's brilliant in the role, but I think they might end up recasting that. But it's she's an interesting character to do, whether or not it will, it will happen. Um, so basically, Giant Freaking Robot said they're working on a project called Marvel Storm. And they go on to state that this could either be a movie or a TV show. So they're kind of being a bit wishy-washy on the whole thing. But I think it would I think it would serve either medium pretty well. Uh, I went in the headline, I went with movie because, you know, the, a Storm movie would, in my eyes, be better than a Storm TV show. I think that would make more sense. But uh, they are doing these Disney Plus um, TV shows. So maybe that could uh, be part of that as well. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Are you excited for these upcoming Marvel um, Marvel X-Men films? I'm pretty excited for it. I think they're going to be really good. I think Marvel, well, Kevin Feige has made it very clear that he has uh, kind of a, an infinity. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, very, very keen on these X-Men films. He's a, he's a fan and he started out there. He was part of those X-Men films that, that Fox made. So I think they're going to make it right. They're going to take time, of course. And uh, I am personally very, 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 very excited to see what they do. Right, moving on. And moving on to a recent, uh, well, trailer that was released by Netflix, basically showing all their 2020, uh, 2021 <laughs> uh, movies coming out. They've got a lot of them. They, they actually revealed that there's going to be a new movie coming out to Netflix every week in 2021. 
One of those movies is Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. This is quickly becoming my favorite, well, my most anticipated uh, 2021 movie. I love Army of the Dead. I really do think uh, it's a very, very special. Uh, well, it's, 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 it's just really special getting to see uh, Zack Snyder come back to that genre. So he, of course, started off with uh, Dawn of the Dead, I believe it was, that he made, which is a, a zombie movie. And it hasn't been, I've said this before, there really has been a kind of um, a lack of really good zombie films. And he, re- uh, he revealed recently that his film is actually going to be a zombie heist movie, which I'm really looking forward to. And it's going to star Dave Bautista, who I love. It's got a, a really good cast. Um, so it's Dave Bautista, Ella, Ella, um, Ella Pinnell, Anna de la Reguera, um, Raul Castillo. So a lot of a lot of names that are, they're quite new, but they're pretty, I mean, you'll notice who they are. You, you'll recognize them. But of course, the main star of the movie is Dave Bautista. So I'm actually really happy for him. I think he's a really good actor and I really cannot wait to see him just strut his stuff in this upcoming um, uh, Army of the Dead film. And if you watch the trailer, you'll see this first footage of the film in there. And it looks really badass. I'm full disclosure. I'm actually. I've said this before on the show. I'm more excited for this film than I am for Zack Snyder's Justice League because I just like the fact that he's returning to his roots. I think this suits him actually a lot better than the DC Comics films do. I think he's kind of in his element in horror because he likes to push the boat. He likes to shock people. He likes to deliver that shock factor. He really does enjoy that. And I think this is something that he. Um, I think this is something he's going to blow out the park. I think. I think you know it's going. It's going to be. I hope <laughs> this is my hope for it. I think it, I hope it's going to be really, really good because Zack Snyder needs needs a win. I think the um, the Justice League, his you know cut of the Justice League is a win for him. But I think it's it's good that he's kind of uh, branched out and gone well, kind of gone back to where he came from, and um, that's always that's always a good thing to do. So I'm really looking forward to this, and I can't wait to see what Dave Bautista gets up to in this movie, kicking some zombie butt. Right, moving on, and um, moving on to. An interesting story. So people on Twitter are now saying that they want Donald Trump to be digitally removed from Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. So full disclosure, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is one of my favorite um, Christmas movies. I think it's a brilliant film. But there is that rather bizarre cameo from Donald Trump. And um, he has, of course, been under a lot of pressure recently. He's lost all his social media accounts, which is quite amusing. Um, And to be honest, rightly so, because he did um, incite a a riot. Uh, Of course, those horrible scenes at the the US Capitol in Washington, D.C., really, really horrible scenes and um, just really depressing, really. And uh, people have now taken to Twitter to say that uh, Donald Trump should be digitally replaced in all versions of Home Alone 2. And... People have been coming up with their uh, their replacements, and you know what? They are they are hilarious. I've seen everything from uh, Jabba the Hutt to Macaulay Culkin, bit the older version of Macaulay Culkin replacing Donald Trump in that scene. That would be really uh, trippy. A lot of people have uh, have have said that. Um, Dolly Parton has been another one. Keanu Reeves was another one that they came up with. Matt uh, Matt Smith of Doctor Who fame, and someone then just went and and digitally removed him entirely, where it just it just looks like the invisible man and uh you know maybe they could just get rid of that scene entirely to be honest it's not really that important to the film and uh, you know what i wouldn't be surprised now uh, basically disney now owns the rights to home alone so 
uh, it's up to them what they do with the film and they can very easily go in and digitally remove that scene, just cut that scene entirely. And I, I think that's my, that might be what they do, given um, how strong the reaction to Donald Trump has been and, and to his what well, his actions has been. So, you know, Google has removed his YouTube account. Um, uh, Twitter's removed his account. Facebook's removed his account. He's basically banned from all social media platforms. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Disney do this, to, to see Disney go, you know what, and after, especially after what the CEO, Disney CEO Bob Chapek had to say, they, he, uh, he put, they posted his, uh, his statement on the whole thing on Twitter uh, across all their social media platforms, and they are not happy. They're not happy with him, and a lot of people are really angry with Donald Trump in the US, and rightly so. So you know what, to me, this, this wouldn't be surprising. Uh, it's not part of, he's not a main you know, to be honest, the, the, the scene in particular takes me out of the movie completely because Donald Trump is pretty bad at playing Donald Trump, which is which is interesting. But uh, yeah, it looks it looks like there's a there's a lot of people that really want him removed. Home Alone 2 was trending on, on Twitter today because of it, which was amusing to see. Again, it's one of my favorite um, Christmas movies of all time. I actually think Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1. Uh, a lot of people might disagree with me on that one, but there is that annoying you know, that, that problem of the Donald Trump cameo. Removing it shouldn't be that difficult. I think they should do it. Um, let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on from that bit of news and on to Elizabeth Olsen. So Elizabeth Olsen has opened up on whether Scarlet Witch will be a villain after WandaVision. So this has been a popular fan theory that Scarlet Witch is actually going to open up the MCU to the multiverse, which I think is the case, and is kind of going to lose her mind in this movie. Basically, this is her going through grief, I think, in this TV series, sorry, in WandaVision. And, and there, have, there has been a lot of speculation on whether she will end up actually being the villain in the MCU, possibly in Doctor Strange 2. We know that she's involved in that film, in the making of that film, which is being shot, well, was being shot in, in the UK until production was put on hold due to the new lockdown regulations. And here's what she had to say in an interview uh, with comicbook.com. So she said, I mean, she had posed a threat that's how she started with her anger towards Stark. And she had, you know, she started as that rebel. And then she realized that the power she was fighting for wasn't the actual good. And so that's why she became who she is. And whatever fighting, whatever fighting for good means evolves over time, um, I guess. But I think she found the Avengers to be the side of good. So she's basically saying that it won't happen. But then again, she can't come out and say, yeah, you know, I'm going to be the villain in, in the MCU. So it, she doesn't debunk the theory. I hate that word, she, but she doesn't. She doesn't debunk the theory, but she also doesn't say that it's going to happen, which, to be honest, she never was going to say it was going to happen. So as far as I'm concerned, that could still she could still end up becoming a villain. And I believe it's the House of M storyline in which that happens. I'm not I'm going to be honest, I'm not um, overly familiar with uh, that particular storyline. I just know that a lot of it takes place in her head. It's a bit, if anything, it's a bit like Legion. If you've watched Legion, the, the FX series, which is brilliant, by the way, with uh, uh, Dan Stevens. Um, it's a bit like that, but uh, it seems as though she might be on the point of breaking, which means that she could very easily turn into some sort of villain or create something a situation which she then has to help solve. So I'm I'm really excited for this. It's coming out on uh, the first two episodes of the show are coming out this Friday on Disney Plus. 
I'm going to be watching them. I'm going to be, well, actually, we're going to have uh, one of our writers, uh, Raven. She's going to do uh, some recaps of the show. I'm also, I'm thinking of doing some reviews of it as well. So we're going to, we're going to cover the show pretty extensively because I am really looking forward to this. But let me know what you guys think of that in the comments below of the whole Elizabeth Olsen, uh, Scarlet Witch character being a villain after WandaVision. Right, moving on, and moving on to the Ahsoka Tano spin-off series. So it's been rumored that the spin-off series, which was announced at the Disney uh, Investors Day meeting, will be, uh, sorry, will feature Ezra Bridger and other characters from the Star Wars Rebels TV show. So we already kind of knew, I'm not sure if it was officially announced that Sabine Wren is going to be in it, but... I've been told she is going to be in it, but Ezra Bridger, it, it was kind of, people were figuring out that it, that it was going to feature Ezra Bridger in some, in some form or another, but apparently this comes from uh, Castle Run Transmissions, which is a YouTube channel, you should go and check them out, they do some really good stuff, so they were talking about what's going to happen uh, in the Ahsoka Tano series, and they basically said that the whole thing is going to be the search for Ezra Bridger. Ahsoka Tano is going to be searching for two characters in particular, Ezra Bridger and Grand Admiral Thrawn. And of course, if you watched Star Wars, Star Wars Rebels, then you'll know that the two characters actually end up together going out into the uh, the unknown regions. And uh, they don't end up together, but they're, they're together in a ship, <laughs> sorry, going out into the unknown regions. And uh, a lot of that is um, through Ezra Bridger's own um that was his plan basically in order to save his friends and uh, so it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens there and it looks like the ahsoka tano series live action series starring rosario dawson is going to be exploring that part of the star wars uh, lore and i am really excited about this this of course was a dave filoni uh, animated star wars tv show i mean they're all mostly all dave filoni stuff but it looks like uh, they that the reaction to Ahsoka Tano in the live action was so positive that they decided to do a, a live action spin-off show. It'll be a limited series, I think. It'll be a bit like um, the Book of Boba Fett in that in that in that fact. I don't think there'll be another season of it. I think it's just a one and done type thing. But I also think a lot of it is going to um, tie in with the Mandalorian season three. Uh, and of course, we've been told multiple times that Rahul Kohli is uh, in talks to be playing Ezra Bridger, which would be a really bit of interesting bit of casting. We're also told that Lars Mikkelsen is uh, in talks to play Grand Admiral Thrawn. They're the two actors uh, that are deep in conversations with Lucasfilm and Disney to be playing those characters. And they are pretty much spot on. Lars Mikkelsen, I think, is nailed on. Uh, I will give you guys more information on that towards the end of the week. Uh, but... As far as Rahul Kohli is concerned, he's kind of been teasing this, but he's also said that it's not it's not the case. But I think that that might also be nailed on as well. I can't really think of anyone better for the role than Rahul Kohli. But this whole thing, it, like, I would love to see them bring in the Star Wars Rebels um, characters into the Sokotano TV show. But then again, not too many, because... There are people out there, myself included, that are forever holding out hope that there will be another animated TV show that Dave Filoni will do. The, as far as 
at the moment, it sounds like that won't happen anytime soon because Disney and Lucasfilm really wants to focus on these live action TV shows because they've realized that there's a lot of uh, positive buzz behind them and people are really enjoying them. So they just want to do more of them. And they want Dave Filoni to be very much involved in those shows. Um, he is involved in basically, I think, all of them. He's involved in uh, so the Ahsoka's TV show and uh, the other one. And I'm blanking on the name. Ah, I'm blanking on the name. Let me have a look. Star Wars. Star Wars spin-off shows. Uh, I, can't, I can't believe I forgot the name. You know, sometimes it just happens. <laughs> um, here we go. Let's go here. So, do do agree. So, we got Taika Waititi's movie. Apparently, Ryan Johnson's movie, which apparently is still happening. The uh, Mandalorian Season 3, The Book of Boba Fett, The Obi-Wan Kenobi series, Rogue One, Andor, The Bad Batch, Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic. That's the one I was looking for. And of course, there's the Lando TV, uh, Lando series as well, and the, the Acolyte as well, which uh, is going to be an interesting an interesting TV show, I think. I think that's the one that I am really, really looking forward to. I really want to see a Star Wars show that's somewhere not in the kind of... S- Skywalker saga hopefully fingers crossed but yeah so this this thing uh, I think Sabine Wren is involved in in that other Star Wars TV show Rangers of the New Republic at least that's that's the the word on 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 <laughs> on the street uh, around the internet uh, so let me know what you guys think about this are you excited to see a live action Ezra Bridger are you excited to see a live action Thrawn that's going to be really interesting actually how they do that character will uh, I, I think I'm very excited to see how they do that, and and the because the blue is quite is quite a strong look, and whether it will work in live action, we'll have to wait and see. Sokotano uh, worked, so I'm pretty sure they can get it to work. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on, and it's now being reported that John Favreau is reportedly protecting Gina uh, Carano from being fired from the Mandalorian. So. I wrote this up because it's I've seen it kind of making the rounds. You know what? I don't believe this to be the case. So I, it comes from that website, Pirates and Princesses, uh, which is a website that's quite new to me, to be honest. I hadn't really heard about it before, and they've been posting these supposed scoops. And they're basically... that. I read the article and it basically comes down to they're saying that there are two factions within Lucasfilm, that there's the Kathleen Kennedy faction and then there's the Favreau and Filoni faction and they're warring apparently and John Favreau according to them is very is adamant that he wants Gina Carano to stay on as Cara Dune in The Mandalorian and there have of course been these huge calls to have her fired from from the Mandalorian because of her political views and apparently liking tweets um, in which that are supporting the, the recent um, riots at the Capitol. So I really don't think this is true. I think actually things are quite amicable at Lucasfilm. I think Filoni and Favreau are just fine doing their TV, their, you know, their, their, their Star Wars TV shows. And I think Kathleen Kennedy's kind of been actually quite she's been very good at her job even though people are very upset with her I can't really see any way she could have been a better president for Lucasfilm I mean I know people are like oh she fired a bunch of directors but you know what that happens that that kind of stuff happens yes probably they could have planned out the trilogy a bit better they, they definitely could have planned it to, to be honest they could have done that they, 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 and she made mistakes but then again 
who could have done a better job in that situation? I really don't think anyone could have done. I know there are lots of people that want um, John Favreau to take over as the president of Lucasfilm, and that may happen. That that may happen. But at the moment, Kathleen Kennedy is still the president. I think she's done a really good job. She's you know she's the reason why we have a lot of these brilliant TV shows coming and also these really interesting films coming along as well. So I think she's going to want to stay in that position at least until... Uh, Patty Jenkins's uh, squad, um, Rogue, uh, Rogue Squadron movie comes out. I think that's the film that she really wants to see get made. Um, and I think probably after that, then we might we might we might see someone like De- uh, uh, John Favreau take over. But then again, John Favreau is not. He's a producer. He's kind of everything. He's a writer, producer, actor, director. So I think he'd do a good job as well. But as far as Gina Carano is concerned, I think they're just not firing her because, to be honest, they don't really have grounds to fire her. It's like, it's not like she said anything that is, I mean, I get it. People are saying she said stuff that's transphobic. People are saying that she's, you know, the whole thing about her supporting the police. Well, that that's an opinion. And that's a, that's an opinion, unfortunately, I mean, not that, that is held by a lot of Americans and a lot of people in the United States. They can't get rid of her for that. They can't get rid of her for her political views. Now, again, if she really did support the, the riots, uh, uh, you know, to the Capitol, then maybe maybe you might you might have grounds to have her removed but as as it stands she's going to be in you know in the mandalorian season three i believe she's also going to be in the new rangers of the republic so the cara dune's a big part of this you know and she's was pretty (laughs) she was in the mandalorian season two a lot and uh i don't they cannot recast her because i think um, Gina Carano is actually really good in the role even though I don't think she's a brilliant actress I think she's actually very good in that role so I think this is a, a lot of people try, desperately trying to come up with some sort of reason why she's still around ultimately the reason why she's still around is because just there's not enough to fire her you know there's not enough evidence for her to be fired and to be honest I think it'd be rather harsh if they do fire her then again I know there are people out there that have done much more research into uh, into Gina Carano than I have, and they probably will come up and tell me in the, in, in in the comments that yes, they they need to get rid of her, and that's fine. If 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 you can if you can show me that, then do show me that, and you know maybe um, things things might be different. But as it stands, she's still gonna she's still in the TV show. She's still Cara Dune, and I think that's going to be that way for. A while. Right, moving on. And moving on to some news that I'm actually really excited about. So it was revealed, well, The Mirror reported that Jodie Whittaker is going to be leaving Doctor Who at the end of season 13. And there's been lots of uh, rumors, first of all. There have been lots, there's been lots of talk online about whether this is true. I believe this is true because I used to work at The Mirror and I know that they won't make stuff up like that. It's just not the way they work. Uh, secondly, there have been a lots of uh, names thrown about about who could be the next Doctor. So one of the names I heard was Daniel Kaluuya. I think he's too famous. Personally, I think he's too big to play the role. Another name, which was uh, reported today by We Got This Covered, was Himesh Patel, who was recently in Tenant, but he kind of got, well, he got a lot of recognition for being in Yesterday, which is the Danny Boyle film. 
he is really good in that film. He's also pretty good in Tenet, but originally he was in EastEnders. That's what he was originally in. So I'm really happy to see him do well. And I actually think he'd be perfect for the role. So he's about 30 years old, uh, and he would be the first actor of Indian descent to ever play Doctor Who, or the Doctor in Doctor Who. And I think that's important because that's a big part of British heritage nowadays. Um, well, not just nowadays, but it's a big part of British history. And I think it'd be a big moment um, if they can get an Indian, well, an actor of Indian descent. He's British, but an actor of Indian descent to play the role. I think that'd be really good. I also think he'd just be perfect in the role. If you've watched The Luminaries, I believe is what the show, he, the, he has a certain look in that show that I think would really work for Doctor Who. I think he's perfect. And now um, I can't really think of anyone else for the role rather than him. Now, it kind of more has to do with whether he'd take the role. I think he would. It's an iconic role. Um, and people that have uh, taken the Doctor Who role, their careers have really done well. After that, you look at Matt Smith. He's in a lot. He's been in lots of stuff since Doctor Who. He wasn't in anything before Doctor Who, really. Uh, David Tennant, the same. You know, he's a household name now, really. And I believe the same is going to be... Um, I think the same thing's going to happen with Jodie Whittaker. It's really been... Um, a good platform for actors to really progress and uh, that's why I think he might take the role I think Daniel Kaluuya is a bit too I know they're kind of he's he was in Get Out you know he was nominated for an Oscar he he's a really good actor so uh, and he's I'm not, I'm not saying that Himesh isn't I'm just saying that they're at different points in their career then again Himesh was in a, a Christopher Nolan film so you know, and he was in a Danny Boyle film. So he's worked with brilliant directors already and he's, he's, he was the, the lead in Yesterday, which I'm not a big fan of, but it is a big film to, for him to be in. So let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, final bit of news. Uh, it's been revealed by Bethesda Softworks that so this is a video game bit of news. I did say that we do very, very rarely talk about video games, but this one's big for me because I'm a massive fan of this franchise. They, Bethesda Softworks announced that they're working on an Indiana Jones video game. So I'm a massive fan of the Indiana Jones video games and, of course, the movie franchise. I love it. They revealed this on Twitter. They had a little uh, tease, a little teaser video, and they also said this. They said, a new Indiana Jones game with an original story is in development from our studio, Machine Games, and will be executive produced by Todd Howard in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games. It'll be some time before we have more to reveal, but we're very excited to share today's news. So this is big. I think this is really big. Uh, up until now, we haven't had a Indiana Jones video game in a long time. That kind of that space has been occupied by the Uncharted video games, and I'm not sure what Naughty Dog is going to do with the. I think. Uncharted 4 was the last one. They're doing the movies now, so maybe we might get a reverse. You know, we'll have the Indiana Jones video games. We're getting Indiana Jones 5, but after that, I don't know what's happening with the Indiana Jones movies. But we might end up getting the video games, the indie video games, and then the Uncharted movies. That'd be quite cool. I think that, for me, personally, I think that's a better way for the franchise to go. I think going into video game territory is interesting, and I think that would make more sense than trying to replace Harrison Ford. I, I don't think that would work. I've heard lots of news about, or rumors about Chris Pratt getting, be, replacing Harrison Ford and playing a young Indiana Jones. I think that's nonsense. I don't think that's going to happen. I do think uh, making video games is a much more interesting way forward and in that you can actually end up keeping Harrison Ford kind of his face in that and I think that makes a lot more sense but I've seen a lot of negative comments about this I suppose a lot of it has to do with the fact that Bethesda released Fallout 76 uh, which um, wasn't very well received it was broken as hell and didn't didn't perform very well a lot of people are very annoyed with them about that but it's machine games so it's a different it's a studio within Bethesda and um, 
I think they'll make a really good game. I think uh, hopefully it'll be kind of a good adventure story and not too much online stuff, uh, just a good campaign. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I hope, fingers crossed, that's what's going to happen. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. And with that, I'll say good night or good good morning or good day or what, what, whatever time it is where you got where you are. Um, you can <laughs> follow Small Screen everywhere at Small Screen Co. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can like and subscribe. That'd be wonderful if you could do that. Uh, if you listen to this as a podcast, then you can go and listen to that wherever you get your podcast at Small Screen Stories. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, then give us five stars. That'd be great if you could do that. Uh, and what else? You can follow me at EJ Lawza. You can go to the site at small-screen.co.uk and have a look and have a read of all the articles we've got up there. We've got loads of articles up there. And uh, with that, I'll say goodbye. Thank you very much for watching, guys. And I'll see you in the next one. That's tomorrow. Thanks again. And goodbye. <laughs>